not gonna die. We can't die, Bendis. You know why? Because we are so very pretty. We are just too pretty for God to let us die. Huh? Look at that chiseled jaw. Huh? Come on. There are those who believe that life here began out there. We can rebuild him. Hercules Atlas. These are their stories. Autopilot with Scott Johnson and Tom Merritt. And welcome to Autopilot. It is Autopilot. Time for us to hang out again and talk about a pilot. It's season two, episode 10. I'm Scott Shiny Johnson, and that's Tom. Uh, Reavers are scary, Merritt. Yeah. <laughs> Almost said River is scary, but that wouldn't have been. River worse. also is scary. Yeah, she has her moments. <laughs> but in an entirely different way. She has her moments, for sure. Yeah. Um, we're here to talk about Serenity. Every I'm Serenity Firefly. Well, I, we are talking about Serenity. It's the that's the name of the pilot. It is, and it's the also department. the name of the movie they made, which I've seen now. And I'm not kidding. This is absolutely the truth. Nineteen times. No kidding. Yeah, wow. I am a big. I fan. thought I was bad. I'm I've probably seen it a dozen. Big fan uh, of that movie. It's. Uh, I think it's great. I think the series is great. But yeah, I can't get enough of the movie. It comes up every I, once in a while. This was gonna. This we have a guest who suggested this. Thank goodness. Uh, this was gonna be. This was gonna be done on autopilot. Uh, I I basically keep the entire run of Firefly plus the movie Serenity on my iPad in Amazon Remote Cloud Access on the Roku, like in every format possible, so that at any point if I'm bored, that's what I do. Yeah, I watch because yeah. it always makes me feel better. Yeah, it is. Um, I just think it's important to say right up front how special we think the show is, and everybody out there listening probably feels a similar sense of nostalgia for this short run television show or you wouldn't be listening to this episode absolutely and it's it's funny every time i watch the show and then i'm reminded that there is only a season to watch the movie becomes that more valuable to me like the fact that they even did it that they got greenlit that they said yep we're gonna do this and we're gonna have at least some semblance of finality to this story uh, at least to some degree they they we got that and that's something we all want you know, for so many different kind of geeky endeavors, we want that thing, and we so rarely get it, but we got it here. So it's small consolation for the fact that the series was kind of mistreated and went away too early. But um, yeah, we and love just it. Just like in our Babylon Five and Twin Peaks episodes, we got to put the "We know you all know more than us about the show" oh, disclaimer sure. off the top. This is not meant to be a comprehensive uh, Firefly e- episode. This is this is our take on the pilot Serenity. Which uh, first aired December twenty second, two thousand two. That is an odd date for a pilot, simply because the series premiered September twentieth, two thousand two. They didn't show the pilot until three days before Christmas, when nobody watches television. What the heck? The heck? I mean, I see how this episode kind of stands on its own. You don't necessarily have to jam it in to the beginning, but why? Well, we'll get. I guess we'll get to we'll that. We'll get. We'll get to that. It was directed by Joss Whedon. Written by Joss Whedon, series created by Joss Whedon. Lorded over by Joss Whedon. Yes. Uh, who we love and adore. And I'm glad he's doing other cool stuff, but man, I wish he'd go back to this. Anyway, there's your introduction. Let's get to some of the weird stuff. Sergeant, command says air support is holding until they can assess our status. Our status? We need some Gorim air support. Now get back online. Tell them to get in here. That skiff is shredding us, sir. They won't move without a lieutenant's authorization code, sir. Oh, you better go get a dead one then and uh, the tag off of that guy. 
Uh, let's talk about a few of the oddities, uh, things people may not have known. Fox executives did not like this pilot. Uh, and the train job was shot as a second pilot, which became the premiere episode in September, like you mentioned. Serenity, which introduced the public to the crew, did not air until December. So right out of the gate, you're like, who are these people? What are they doing? Why is there a train? And I thought it was a space show. Like, they just... Uh, lots of people still got it and sophisticated enough to understand, but the casual viewer might just like, oh, I feel like I'm coming in on the middle of something, so forget it. Don't you feel like that contributed to the to the inability for it to capture the audience they needed for Fox to justify keeping it on? I mean, oh yeah, no, that, that is that is a common complaint among the brown coats. Mm. Uh, also, uh, let, let, let's try not to just constantly complain in this episode. One cool thing, uh, after the Reavers are introduced in this episode of, of Firefly, the screen goes to near black before cutting to commercials because we wanted to give the audience time to breathe after that Reaver appearance before hitting commercials. But if you went full black, it would automatically trigger ads. Oh, So he actually went to a color that was as close to black as he could go without triggering... <sighs> advertisements how oh, weird i didn't i had no idea i'll have to go watch it again and i don't mind doing it uh rebecca grayhart played inara sierra sarah rather in the initial shooting but we knew it, it. it wouldn't work out all right so he shot uh scenes with her interacting with the crew uh in singles so that the scene would be easier to reshoot how uncomfortable is that as a director That's like a weird. oh you know i'm gonna totally replace you ms gayhart uh but i'm not gonna tell you that and i'm gonna make <laughs> the scenes anyway just in case and i just can't imagine rebecca gayhart's fine i just cannot imagine anyone but marina backer in play oh no no and she's yeah. she's yeah she's iconic in the role everyone is i mean maybe it would have been fine it like just about anything it's it's all about what whedon did with those characters that made them yeah. special so maybe that would have worked out but yeah after the fact i you know, please keep. We also up. have a a couple of hat tricks. That's a that's a thing in the Joss Whedon verse. Mm. Uh, Carlos Jacob, who plays Lawrence Dobson, the uh, the Alliance Fed, yeah. uh, also appeared on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. So yeah. Firefly got him the hat trick. Andy Umberger, who is captain of the Alliance cruiser Dortmunder, uh, wore wore heavy makeup, so you probably didn't recognize him. But he was the demon Dehoffrin in Buffy and Angel. Kind of Buffy Angel people, they're like up because they're like, oh, we got two right under the belt, so we get the hat trick easy yeah. by appearing in Firefly. Yeah, they were li- they're, and they're listening right now going, well, duh, of course we know he was in that. And he, and I just saw, we've been, we've been going through Buffy again, and uh, my wife and I, and noticed him in there and then watched this pilot and went, oh, yeah, I forgot. I kind of forgot awesome. he had crossed over. Yeah. Also, even though he's killed, quote unquote, mm-hmm. Joss Whedon planned to bring Dobson back later uh and he is in fact incorporated in a three-issue comic book miniseries that it was put out uh called serenity those left behind to bridge the television series in the movie so uh, picked up after he f- got tossed out the the shoot there and he was he was going to live after that you know i have that i've read that that comic series i, I don't I, I don't remember exactly how it works and it's probably a spoiler to say it anyway yeah so. yeah, yeah we won't do that um i hear the book's good though yeah all the books are good uh what else andy umberger that, that's the one I just mentioned. Oh, did you read that one? We're, we're good. Yeah. I just want to say, I just want to say Umberger again. I know. It's fun. It is fun. Let's do this. This is Thanks also fun. This is a fertile land, and we will thrive. We will rule over all this land, and we will call it this land. I think we should call it your grave. Ah, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> okay, quick reminder that that reminded me of. Make sure you watch the show before you watch the movie. That's all. 
<laughs> I know exactly why. You I said won't that. tell you why because yep, if, yep, yep. if you're new in to case, it. In case you're one of the few people who are yeah. listening to this episode and have never seen an episode of Firefly besides the pilot. Yeah. Uh, not, th- not that it doesn't completely ruin it. They're nah, fantastic well, on their own. But seriously. I, it's, it's the yeah. better way to go. Oh, yeah. Um, let's talk about behind the scenes stuff, a little trivia, some, some of the notes about the production, how it was made, that sort of stuff. In 2003, the episode won the award for best visual effects in a television series from the Visual Effects Society or the VES, you know, you know, him. um, was nominated for a Hugo Award in 2003 for best dramatic presentation short form. Uh, that's, that's pretty good critical, uh, acumen for a show that fox quickly shuttled in for a show that fox did for an episode that fox didn't even want to air yeah because they said it was boring i don't know what they were thinking about that i mean it really holds up it's one thing i came away from this pilot was that's a good pilot the way they introduce people introduce people the way they kind of cold open everything is is great there's nothing wrong with this pilot i don't know what those guys were thinking now there are a couple of deleted scenes uh that were changed between the time fox decided not to air the pilot and the time it actually did get on the air in December, uh, there's an alternate opening scene which shows the aftermath of the Battle of Serenity Valley. Most of the soldiers are dead. Uh, Mal and the survivors witness the arrival of the med ships that you hear are coming. Mm-hmm. And Zoe says, thank God. Mal bitterly asks whose side God is on. Uh, this, again, the studio wanted this episode to be more action-packed, so they deleted that. But the scene explains why Mal is seen kissing a cross on his neck prior to the battle, uh, but seems to have lost his faith in God. That's his relationship with the preacher, very, very much so through the rest of the series. Oh, that's interesting. They didn't take that part out of, along with it. Uh, there's a scene where Simon's taking care of the wounded Kaylee. Oh, Kaylee. She's so cute in this. Uh, Book asks why Simon chose to come aboard Serenity, and Simon replies that it seemed uh, disreputable. Uh, Book suggests that Simon lacks a knowledge of history. Simon researches the Battle of Serenity Valley on his encyclopedia. And then Zoe tells him how much or how many soldiers died during the battle, I guess, in its aftermath. She tells Simon that Mal won't kill him unless he got no other option. Uh, When Simon asks why Mal named the ship after such a horrible battle, uh, Zoe replies that, quote, once you've seen it in Serenity or once you've been in Serenity, you never leave, unquote. Uh, That's some deep stuff right there. That's a great line. I can't imagine. I, I would. I would. I would love that line to be have been in the in the cut. Why we? Why? What's wrong with Fox? Anyway. I don't know. Fox is wrong. <laughs> They're wrong. I'm telling you. And you know what? How do you now? I know people are like constant. Well, I could go on for days about this, but I mean, Whedon is Whedon is mill ticket is done. He's he's the Avengers director writer. He's made himself you know all he ever wanted to make himself into. Do you think there's just a piece of him, just a little piece? That says, I just go back to that well one more time. Just sure. Stop. No, I, I've actually heard him talk about that uh, a lot. And mm-hmm. and he, yeah, there's there's definitely a piece of him who who wants to go there and live there and and exist there. And, and I think a lot of the, the actors feel the same way. Uh, but at the same time, it's just they don't want to do it a disservice. Right. They don't want to do it wrong. And the longer time goes on without it, the harder it would be to do it justice. Yeah, the wronger it gets. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, what actually happened and introduce our guest. They're rabbiting, sir. Should we continue deployment? Yeah, gunships would never get back to us in time. All right, let's go help these people. But put out a bulletin on the cortex and flag Interpol, a firefly with possible stolen goods on board. Maybe somebody will step on those roaches. Possible stolen naked lady. 
Uh, hey, look who it is, everybody. It's our guest. It's Rob Wynn, also known as Autograph Cat. He is uh, a fan of a bunch of the shows and stuff. We've seen him at Nerdtacular. People will know him just by looking at him. But he's also a giant fan and a huge uh, nerd about all things Firefly. Uh, I want to thank him and welcome him. John, uh, Rob, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I called you Job. Or job. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Getting Rob. your wife to let you back the show. We're very appreciative <laughs> to both of you. Yes, but tell her thanks for us as well because uh, it's a it's a team effort, right? You got to do, what the, do what the team says. Rob, it's great to have you on. I know you're a big fan. Uh, give us a give us a brief rundown of how you feel about uh, this particular episode about the pilot and uh, what it meant uh, in terms of the entire series. Well, you know, as you, as you mentioned earlier, they didn't actually show this when it was first aired. And I was one of the people who, who actually watched Firefly from the beginning. Uh, I read an, a magazine article when uh, it was about to premiere. It was like, oh, Space Western from the guy who did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I thought, oh, that looks like fun. So we actually sat down. We're watching it. We didn't even have a DVR back then. We sat down and watched it at 8 o'clock on Friday night. And that was the train job. And utterly fell in love with it. And I can tell you the moment I fell in love with it because there's very few times you can really do that. But, you know, the whole episode was kind of good. And I'm thinking, yeah, this looked like pretty good. I might actually watch this. And then they get to the scene at the end where they're giving the money back to the thug who, who's uh, the henchman of the big bad guy. And he says, you may think you're getting away with this. But you're not because I'm going to hunt you down and you'll always be looking over your shoulder. And I'm thinking, okay, they're going to do the whole guy who hunts them and always harasses them trope. Mm. And Mal goes, huh, and kicks him through the engine. <laughs> and I similar went, mo- similar moment in this pilot, too, when he comes in with that gun. Yeah. And- the next person who moves and I'm going to bam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's when you know he's serious and he means business. But, you know, that was the moment I said, I love this show. I want to watch this show forever. And, um, and we actually did. We, 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 Friday night at eight was don't call us. Don't come around. Don't invite us to anything because we are going to be glued to the TV. And, uh, probably the last show that I watched like that was Firefly. How many, you know, times, that, how many times have you watched it since the entire series? Oh, wow. I've probably seen Firefly front to back 30 or 40 times. Hmm. We actually, uh, last uh, July 4th, not this most recent, but the year before, did a big July 4th Firefly Marathon, invited a bunch of people over to watch it on Blu-ray. Oh, wow. See, that's a, that's a party I would, I would like to go to. Oh, yeah. That, uh, we, definitely. We, yeah, we first see Malcolm Reynolds, uh, Nathan Fillion, of course, and Zoe Washburn, played by Gina Torres, who's still just freaking hot. Uh, our survivors in this uh, uh, of their rebel unit in the Battle of Serenity Valley during the Unification War, and they don't really. It's it's interesting because this is the one. This is the one scene where I think it's important to the overall series, but I also think it's the least effective when it comes to uh, the actual. This, then this may be argumentative, but I, I think it looks kind of bad. That whole intro battle. Well, I, I, I know what cheap. you're talking about, Scott, because everything in Firefly looks authentic except yeah. for that scene and and maybe with a couple other exceptions but that scene really does look like it's on a sound studio yeah lighting is weird like it's it, well i mean it is what it is and it's it's whatever the budget represents but it's funny because it's the only part of that episode where i feel that way i feel like the effects and the use of effects and other scenes are great when the reavers come through the the atmosphere and are chasing those guys that still looks awesome and menacing and freaky um you know they they did fine with everything else and it still holds up like here we are Pushing, let's see, this is 02, was it, when it premiered? 
So we're what <laughs> ten years, I guess. Yeah, look at the math on me. That ten year reunion on the uh, Space Channel, oh, which I still haven't seen. Crap, I hear that was great. Um, at any rate, you're this far down the road, and usually you start to kind of see some of the the, the seams. You know, I mean, we were talking um, in our episode about uh, um, a Babylon Five, how the effects didn't really hold up, and and that that was only you know four or five years before this. Uh, so it's really good quality uh, stuff. It still years, holds ten, up today. I think that was, what, 10 years before this, right? Was it? I thought yeah. that was 90. Oh, you're right. It was early 90s, like 92. I was thinking 95, 96. Um, later, later seasons maybe didn't hold up or, you know, or hold up a little bit better. But, but anyway, my, my bottom line is outside of that intro sequence, it just really looked good. Shiny and clean and dirty and gritty where it needed to be. I mean, it really was Han Solo, the, the series in a, in a way for me. But also bringing in all these aspects of westerns, which I love, and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, it just hit on all those points. And Rob, it sounds like it's. Uh, I mean, you said space western, and you were in. That's kind of where I was at. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, the, the Star Trek you famously build itself as wagon train to the stars, but it really didn't play with the western tropes beyond the general sort of we're going out in the frontier um, vibe. Whereas this really, really took the western you know, ideas, you know, they ride horses, they fire six guns, they, you know, and everything is old and kind of broken down and weathered and used. Sure. And Tom is one of my favorite people who know the English language as well as anyone. All right. You're a linguist. <laughs> I speak it. How do you feel about <laughs> is that? what you mean? Well, I just, I just want to get to the language of the show. It's so unique and different. Um, not just to mention the fact that they interject these, you know, Chinese usually expletives into their conversations uh, to kind of reflect the state of the universe in a in a f- interesting future where cultures have merged, but also this going back to a an older way of talking, kind of the space the western part of the space western starts to come out in the way that they speak to each other. You want to speak to that at all? Like just I don't know. It's one of my favorite things about the show. How does that stuff? land in your ear sure no I, I i love the way joss whedon writes as well uh and he does this in buffy he does this in Tollhouse. he does it in the avengers uh he knows how to write an amusing turn of phrase he knows how to be unexpected so the line that you think is going to come is actually twisted that's the best part right and it's and and it's kind of the linguistic example of what you're talking about rob where you think oh, okay here comes the trope and he kicks him into the engine uh with the, with language you think oh this is what he's gonna say and he says a, a spin on that or he says the opposite of that uh and 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 joss whedon is brilliant at that it is best exemplified in firefly but you bring up a really interesting observation scott in the universe of firefly he's trying to make it be gritty he's trying to make it not be clean He's trying to say, and this was you know long before the Battlestar Galactica reboot, or or, or around the same time, I guess, as the Battlestar Galactica reboot. Yeah. He's trying to say like this: this is primitive, and so to make this is a, a common trick to make something look futuristic, you pull in elements of the past because they're unfamiliar, but they're familiar enough that we don't we're not lost. Right. So he he has that kind of Western archaic uh, cadence with you know, space terms, you know, spaceships and gun, laser guns, et cetera. And then the, the, the Chinese thing. And it just works to feel other without feeling entirely unfamiliar. You'll yeah. buy that. It's like, okay, yeah, these, these are humans long in the future who've moved out into space. 
Yeah, I mean, there's lines like, this is from the movie, but I always love, loved this line. I actually have this written and printed. It says, come a day, there won't be room for naughty men like us to slip about at all. This job goes south. There, will, there, there may not be another. So here is us on the raggedy edge. Like, what an awesome freaking way to talk. I wish we all talked like this. And when I watch that show, I'll, find, I'll catch myself kind of talking like that. And it drives everyone around me nuts. And, and Josh, Josh writes lines like that and then finds actors who can say them in a way that it doesn't sound corny. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I would say that that's very true. How do you feel about uh, uh, the story of the actual, you know, uh, the overarching series? We'll get to what changed here in a minute. But do you feel like things stayed consistent? Forgetting about Fox's out of order airing of the show. Yeah, you kind of have to set that aside. But, um, you know... One of the one of the great tragedies of Firefly is that when the series was canceled, you really get the feeling that Joss was still carefully placing pieces on the board. Oh yeah. You know, we hadn't even gotten to the mid game yet, let alone any part of an end game. He was still putting the pieces on the board and setting things in motion and you could kind of see where he was aiming. Uh, and he's got several parallel storylines developing because you've got, of course, the river arc, which dominates a large part of the actual series that we got to see. But there's also who the heck is Shepard Book? Yeah. Where did he come from? And why is he here? And what is he running from? You've got what's going on with Anara's backstory. There's something going on behind those scenes. Yeah. And Um, why does she have that tension with Mal? Exactly. So, you know, there are several stories that are being placed in motion that would have played out over the course of two, three, four seasons had it been allowed to develop and find its audience. And lots of them, including the Shepard book one in particular, have been played out and explained in comic book form, which is great since we don't have any other way of, you know, I want to know those stories, but... Wow, I would have much rather seen them on TV or in movies. It's interesting. The comics are, are the fallback for this stuff. They did it with Buffy. They did yeah. it with this. It's like, well, we can't. No one's going to pay the budget we need to, to really do this. So, And we've been canceled or whatever. So now we're just going to make a comic book about it. And I'm glad that medium exists for that. And I'm glad it's one that not only Whedon embraces, but excels in when he writes. Um, I still think his run with X-Men, was it the Astounding X-Men? Whatever it was. Yeah. It's well, so we, good. We, Holy we, crap. You know what I'd really love to see happen, and, and I don't know that it ever would, but you know, when, when Doctor Who was off the air between 1989 and 2005, a company in Britain called Big Finish got the rights to do audio plays with the property. Mm. And they would bring in the actors from the, the, the old show and do audio plays. And some of them are fantastic. And it seems to me that would be a way to get the best of all worlds where you could fairly inexpensively, you could still get the original cast together. It doesn't matter that they're all 10 years older. Mm-hmm. And they'd be able to do it in between their current projects. Yeah. Or, heck, if, you're gonna, if you really want to go all out, I don't even care if we got like a, a mid-range animated. Yeah. Do it all in Korea. Oh, like level the, like the fourth Network. season of Star Trek, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, the animated Star Trek is still, I mean, whatever. The sensibilities were weird back then. I didn't necessarily make the kind of stories that maybe you'd want them to do. But given what we do today and the kind of animation having a more mainstream, you know, thing and and more networks to play it on. Hell yeah, I'd watch that. Oh, yeah. I'd watch the heck out of that. Stylize it. Do whatever you got to do, but make it 
you know, make that make those stories continue in, in this visual, visceral way. And I would sign up and buy all that stuff. I wonder, mm-hmm. and I've never heard him say this, but I wonder if Joss Whedon feels a little bit like the world, or at least the industry that he works in, n- deserves to not have Firefly come back. Until the industry admits that it needs to come back, if if that makes it, it's almost a little bit of a like, no, you killed this, you don't get to have it back. I'll do, I'll do comic books, I'll serve the fans, we'll do a ten year anniversary special, but you, video industry that crushed our dreams, you don't get to have it now that I'm successful, Avengers man. I I don't know why I'm saying that. I saw him talk at Comic Con this past summer, and he yeah. never said anything like that. But there's a little there's a little resistance to him when they talk about reunion, and I don't know if it's just once burned, like ah, we'd we'd never just we'd never be able to do it, uh, or if or if it's a if it's a little bit of vengeance, like. He, you know, Joss, Joss has got uh, a, a streak in him where he's like, you, you no, you don't mess with me. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and, you know, and also I think he's very, uh, he's very aware of the fact that they really did capture lightning in a bottle. Yes. And the logistics of getting that whole crew back together, not just, not just the cast, but the writers and the, the directors that he used that, you know, made the whole specialness of that would be very difficult, especially when, you know, Nathan Fillion has an, a hit show of his own now that is doing very, very, very well. No, and they and, do lots of great references to Firefly and Castle here oh, and there. Yes, it's they really did. Fun. If you haven't seen the episode they just aired a couple of weeks ago called The Final Frontier, mm. oh my goodness, it is like 10th anniversary Firefly fan service from end to end. That's great. yeah, that's great. Um, that's a show. That show's got a pretty broad audience too, and it's, yeah, it's fun to see them still sneak these things in when I know that there's you know 50 grandmas are watching it have no idea what that what the hell they just did. <laughs> yeah, the the whole episode that that recent episode uh, centered around the fact that there were used to be this like short lived TV series that there's this very hardcore group of fans that are recreating stuff and blah 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 and castle hated it thought it was cheesy and stupid and of course beckett was a big fan and she says well i thought you liked sci-fi and he's like oh i like sci-fi i like good sci-fi you know star trek star wars that joss whedon show (laughs) (laughs) nice classic Little That's stuff like that just littered through the entire episode. It's completely. Oh, I have to. Well, I haven't seen that. I have to watch that. I, 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 I do love the uh, Halloween episode from a few years back where he he dresses up as a space cowboy. Yes, and the and the daughter is like, "Didn't you do that like three years ago?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. I it's one. I guess before we move on, I guess it is. I think it's a good thing to be able to remind people of this one fact that is uh, that's always good, and that is that for whatever reason. And whoever owns the rights or however it's all worked out, uh, Firefly has consistently been available via streaming services from very early on. It's like the that and the rest of development, for some reason, have some deal where they're just kind of permanently on Netflix and Hulu and, and Amazon and everywhere that you'd want to get this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that is all there for the, the entirety for you to view. They know which order this episode's supposed to go in, and they put it right up front where it should be. Uh, and it's absolutely totally worth your time. Which I, I, I find interesting is, because Star Trek, they actually put in broadcast order, not mm. shooting order, which yeah. I prefer to watch Star Trek, the original series in shooting order. Sure. And so I was, when you asked me, you're like, you know, which one's the, the Serenity's the, the pilot for Firefly. I was like, yeah, but don't, don't get fooled by the, by the broadcast order. And you're like, no, Netflix has it in the right order. Yeah. And they did. And I, and that's why I was, well, first of all, I knew the out of order thing and I wanted to make sure they, I had the names right. Yeah. 
But then this started throwing me off like, well, that's what the movie's called. So I don't want yeah, my yeah, memory yeah. of the movie to get mixed up and then end up watching the train one by accident. And anyway, it all worked out, but it's all up there. And um, that's that is good. It may only be a season, but you have access to it. You know, one thing I've often I've, I've wondered myself, because, of course, I did see them in the order they were broadcast because I was watching it when it was actually being shown. And when I watched the pilot, finally, there was a part of me that went, you know, I kind of sort of see why they wanted a, a more punchy one because the pilot is a little slow in pace in places. And yeah, for TV sensibilities. Yeah, probably. You know, and, and I, and you know, but of course, you know, it, it didn't matter to me because I was already in love with these characters in these, this universe by the time I saw it. But I wonder if, if I if I went back and watched it with fresh eyes and not knowing what I knew, whether I would think, yeah, this is a little slow. Can we punch it up a little bit? Which is kind of what Fox was saying. Yeah, they're going to err on that side, aren't they? If they're mm-hmm. going to if they're going to err on any side, it's going to be well. We maybe a little more action just to kick things off. But this isn't the part. It doesn't matter. We're doing it. We're in suits. We're in charge. We pay your paychecks. F right. off, basically. Well, right. and th- and that's and that's what makes this uh, uh, kind of almost a difficult episode of autopilot uh, is that you want to talk about the pilot episode, but there's so much little. It's it's so tied into every other piece of that Firefly legacy and every other episode there that you know the setup of the characters is 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 more like just just building the the little taste that you're going to get. From these thirteen episodes, uh, it's it's you've got to talk about the whole series as a whole. I think it 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 plays as a whole, and I think that's what Joss Whedon was intending. Was this is going to mm-hmm. be a, a novel, and this was before broadcast networks were starting to get comfortable with that sort of thing. Before they had agreed to to say to Lost on ABC, okay, you can end after six seasons. We're not we're not going to try to keep it open ended. If 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 it were done today from scratch, I think. Uh, a different network or even Fox might be willing to say, okay, we'll give you four or five seasons to tell this story. Uh, and you know, we, you should always have an escape hatch in case we need to, to cancel it, but we'll give you time. We'll give you space to build it. Cause that's what he was doing with that, with this pilot. This pilot mm-hmm. was building, as oh, yeah. you say, putting those pieces on the board and, and it's essential for the overall comprehension, maybe not to grab you. You can, you can watch the, the, the train uh, robbery without, knowing all those and still enjoy it but you have to have that episode you have to learn about the fact that strawberries are more valuable than diamonds you have to learn that you know mm-hmm. kaylee has a special relationship with with this ship you have to learn about serenity valley and mal and zoe's relationship and zoe and wash's relationship if you're really going to get the most out of all of this yep i agree mm-hmm. well let's uh let's uh, talk a little bit about a few of the things that happen next time what were you in the war a big war you failed to win. You're a sergeant, yeah? Sergeant Malcolm Reynolds. Balls and bayonets brigade. Big, tough veteran. Now you got yourself a ship and you're a captain. Only I think you're still a sergeant, see? Still a soldier. Man of honor in a den of thieves. I love that guy. I've seen in him his other stuff. very fine hat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nice reference. Um, Mark, Mark Shepard is is has been in everything. I yeah. know, right? Yeah. Dragon yeah, Con TV did a little little uh, a little skit where they basically talked about you know the new game of playing you know six degrees of Mark Shepard, mm. and everything they came up with it was like yeah Mark Shepard was in this with this person. 
Well, especially in sci-fi circles, right? He's in. He's even in all even that outside business. of sci-fi, the guy is prolific. Yeah, supernatural prime everywhere. suspect, Doctor Who, Warehouse Thirteen, Chuck, yep. CSI Crime Scene, White Collar, The Conduit, Battlestar Galactica, Burn Notice, NCIS, Shark, the TV yep. series, yep. and that's just going back to two thousand eight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a different time two thousand eight was. You know, Tom. I meant to say this before, and I forgot. Tom, you made a really good point. Given today's TV uh, environment, it's just so different that even five years ago, I just think a show like this would have had a different kind of life on AMC or, oh, know, or Netflix FX or, or Hulu or, or, or anything. Somebody yeah. coming in and commissioning it. Yeah, and I'm st- I'm still I'm convinced that, that those things are still possibilities if they really wanted to yeah. to push it. Joss is in such a different place now, so I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's talk about a couple things that happened. The show got canceled. That's that's the main thing that happened. And we're done. Thanks, everybody. And we're done. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Um, no, also, I just I think it'd be interesting to just kind of say where everybody went. So, you know, Whedon kind of went off and did other stuff, specifically eventually got around to doing the Dr. Horrible thing and kind of dipping his toe into the web world. And that became a huge viral and I think a commercial success, you know, on DVD and everything else. Um, and then we got to see, you know, Mal again as uh, was it Captain Hammer. Uh, in that thing, mm-hmm. and he was great in that. Now he's off doing uh, he's off doing Castle now. Before Castle, he had a very short lived show again on Fox that was about uh, some kind of amazing race style drama. He was a driver was, or something. And yeah, it ran it may for have been, even fewer episodes in Firefly. I think yeah, it was, it was like four, five episodes. Yeah, yeah, four or five. I watched them all because I was excited about something he was in, and I thought it was actually pretty good, but. It just didn't get the audience and it went away. But he's doing fine, you know. He's moved on to other stuff. I've seen Gina Torres in a ton of things, different TV shows and different cameos. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the thing I just saw her in, but I, I don't remember the name of it. Uh, Kaylee went on to uh, be a part of Stargate Atlantis for its final seasons mm-hmm. uh, as a doctor there. She was she was great. I thought she was awesome. He's currently and, uh, on a on a sort of a soapy drama called the L.A. Complex, which yeah. is a Canadian program that's being shown on U.S. television. Uh, I've seen a few episodes of that, and it's kind of fun. She plays a character that is so completely unlike Kaylee, it will make your head spin. Yeah, she's because she's just such a sweetie in that show. Yeah. Well, um, Joss Whedon made her put on weight because he wanted Kaylee to be uh, a, mm-hmm. a little bit of a stockier figure. And Jewel, and so my introduction to Jill State was Firefly. And when I saw her on Atlantis, I was like, "What happened to her? Oh my yeah. God, she's she's is she's she sick. sick. She's ill. Yeah. She's not." What? And it's like, "No, that's actually what Jewel State normally looks like." Joss Whedon says, "Eat a sandwich, all right? We're <laughs> filming it too." Um, yeah, but could you not fall in love with her when you see her that first time, where she sort of pushes herself out from under the uh, console oh, and yeah, you realize she's yeah. the engineer? Absolutely, yeah. she's great. Uh, of course, Jane uh, went on to uh, uh, Baldwin. What's his name? Not Stephen. Adam. Adam. Adam thank you. Yeah, not related to any of the Baldwins that we know. Uh, went on to be on Chuck for uh, I think that, is that show still on to get canceled? I think it got canceled. It finally got canceled. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was great just this played last a, year. I think played a fun agent. That guy's a riot to read on Twitter. If you can smile and laugh about it, he's got some interesting ideas. Um, but anyway, it's the you only know, doll did fine. Everybody kind of moved on. And of course, Joss Whedon. Did you mention um, Homeland? Oh no, I mean, I forgot Homeland and Marina Backman yeah. on Homeland. Yeah, yeah. She's, Lots she's, of you see a lot of Marina background. Yeah, she's uh-huh. using a lot of her uh, assets uh, to uh, act. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's showtime. You have to. It's in your contract. Um, 
anyway, so uh, that's kind of what happened as things went on, and uh, we wish them all the best and hope that they somehow get back together and do something. Let's get to the rap part. I don't understand why we didn't leave that some bitch in a pool of his own blood. We'd be dead. Can't get paid if you're dead. Can't get paid if you crawl away like a bitty little pug, neither. I got a share of this job. 10% of nothingness. Let me do the math here. Nothing and then nothing. <laughs> That's, Hello, a, that's a great example of the language you're talking about, Scott. You know, yep. just that mix of, of synt- old-timey syntax, new words from this universe like like uh, shiny and, 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 and a bitty little bug, yep. Uh, yep. which I can't, I can't tell if bitty little bug is, is supposed to be one of the new lingo or just one of those old call- callbacks. It just feels right, though, in the context of what they're saying. And anytime Jane says things like, she's really starting to harsh my calm, it just makes me want to watch oh, and yeah. watch and watch and never leave. Um, all right, we are going to talk about Nathan Fillion singing Piano Man <laughs> on Castle with other castmates. So here recently, uh, I always like to do something audio for this portion of the show. Uh, there was an episode of Castle where for some reason, I don't even know what the story was, they all started singing the lyrics to Billy Joel's Piano Man. And uh, I'm going to play it for you now. So here it is, Fillion and Friends singing. He said, son, can you play me a memory? I'm not really sure how it goes, but it's sad and it's sweet, and I knew it complete when I wore a younger man's clothes. Oh, sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody. There you go. Happy ending to an episode of uh, Castle. <laughs> and uh, of course, Fillion known for singing in uh, Doctor Horrible and other stuff too. But. I think he might sing a little better in Doctor Horrible. Ca- oh, way Castle better. doesn't seem to sing as well as as the Hammer. No, not so much. He's the Hammer. Come on. <laughs> uh, so there you go. That's your uh, rap party, and that is our conclusion of our coverage of the uh, Serenity episode. First too episode soon. Of Firefly. Way too soon. It ends too soon. Dad. Too soon, everybody. But it is never too soon to thank our fantastic guest. It's Autograph Cat. Dude, thanks so much for hanging out with us and supporting the show like this. Hey, th- this was a lot of fun. And, you know, I really do love this show. I mean, not Firefly, I mean Autopilot. It's one of my favorite shows you guys are doing these days. And Well, Fox will let us keep going. We hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, screw Fox. Thanks to Rob and people like him and everybody who backed us on Kickstarter. That's what keeps us going. Can you imagine, just for a second, let's just mull that around. Oh. Joss Whedon comes out and says, we're kickstarting a season of Firefly. It would break all records. It would be ad-free because the people would own it. Stop, I, I can't, stop, stop. I know. It hurts too much to think about. I know. It you know, that, that actually almost, that almost got into motion. There was a, 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 Nathan Fillion was doing an interview and someone asked him, you know, if you ever won the lottery and you could do anything you wanted, what would you do? And he sort of offhandedly said, well, you know, I'd buy the rights to Firefly and put it back into production. And a bunch of fans heard this and just went off to the races and they were starting to organize fun drives and stuff. And finally, Nathan and Joss had to step in and go, uh, guys, it's not actually for sale. We can't really do this. Yeah, Please we stop. Well, you know what? Someone- actually, all of my musing now seems stupid when you, when you bring that up. He can't do Firefly without getting the rights to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure what the current disposition of the rights is in, at this point. You know, I don't think Fox still owns it or what. So I'm sure they do. I mean, they they seem to be pretty open and free about making sure people can see it somewhere because um, they're not you know doing limited runs on streaming and things like that. It's just sort of out there. So I don't know. I don't know what their disposition is. It'd be interesting to to see. You know, if if there's giant money to be made, and you could somehow pitch that 
to the to the network, I, I don't know why they would turn a bunch of money down. But maybe there's no compelling way to say there's a lot of mainstream money in it. Maybe there well, really they're, isn't. They're probably making a lot of money selling toys and books and mm-hmm. CDs and DVDs and online. Vi- you know, they may not want to lose that that revenue stream. I wash, want a Serenity playset with with scale action figures. Nice. I, I want play, that. I would play with that. Sure. Author I'm, Patrick Rothfuss pledged in February of last year that he would buy Firefly from Fox if his second book, A Wise Man's Fear, did did well enough. Uh, and, and and he has since uh, he, he has since been a little leery of of <laughs> of commenting on that because I think he's found out some of the complexities of actually trying to buy back the rights to Fox. But Wind at your back, Patrick Rothfuss. I, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, if yes. you can figure out what the name of that wind is, and yeah. then wind it to your back. The name. <laughs> little joke. I see what little you did joke there. there. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, that is uh, that is our coverage of this fantastic show. Next week, Max Headroom, the UK pilot, to Max Headroom, and, uh, and some pilot. Yeah, and some comparison to the US pilot as well. We'll talk about that uh, coming up soon. So watch for that. That's Max Headroom. In fact, the entirety of that UK pilot available on YouTube now. Uh, is the U.S. one the whole thing there too? Yeah, they're both there and various. In, yeah, I sent you the link to both of them. I think that's right. It's weird that the the U.S. one is there as well. But anyway, the whole they're thing, not authorized. Yeah, oh, are they not? I didn't. Either know that. case, no, no. Well, nobody's. Somebody has clearly not told told uh, YouTube to shut it down yet. So get it while it's hot. That's Max Headroom. Matt Fru. Get your Matt Fruer action on next week. In the meantime, uh, Rob, is there any uh, where we can send people online to find your stuff and what you got going on? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Autographed Cat, and um, we are going to be relaunching uh, Tad Poolery sometime in December. Uh, Tad Poolery, of course, is the sort of fan podcast that grew out of the chat room from the morning stream, and uh, me and Brian Provost and Nick Nizzi will be bringing that to you. We're going to try to be doing a little bit of a new format with that to see if we can have some more fun with it, and... uh, Go to tedpoolery.com for more information. All right. Well, win to your backs on that as well. Uh, you can find us on the web, autopilotshow.com. Email us at autopilotshow at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott Johnson, Tom at Ace Detect, and the show at Autopilot Show. It's going to do it for us. We'll see you guys next week for Max Headroom, for me, for Tom, and for Rob. We'll see you then. Shiny. Frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.